Matthew chapter number 7. Begin reading in verse number 15. The Bible says, Beware of false prophets which come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ravening wolves. You shall know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes of thorns or figs of thistles? Even so, every good tree bringeth forth good fruit, but a corrupt tree bringeth forth evil fruit. A good tree cannot bring forth evil fruit, neither can a corrupt tree bring forth good fruit. Every tree that bringeth not forth good fruit is hewn down and cast into the fire. Let's pray. Lord, I do pray, Father, Lord, that your blessing be upon this message tonight. I pray that you'd help me, help me deliver thy word, and help me to be a blessing to the folk tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated. We understand here from this passage of Scripture how that we identify, we identify false prophets, we identify workers of Satan by their fruit. We see how that we are known also by our fruit. You know, us preachers, we like to talk about being uh, fruit inspectors. I like everybody else. These lost people that you meet on the job, it seems like the only verse that they can quote from the Bible, it's judge not. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but you and I know that we judge righteous judgment. In, in our endeavor to watch over our families, in our endeavor to not allow wickedness to enter into the house of God, uh, you and I need to observe, need to preach against sin, and we need to make righteous judgment, call sin what it is, and uh, preach against sin. So uh, in that instance, but just to make it clear, let me make it clear though, about uh, righteous judgment. The Bible speaks 20 to 1 against having a critical contentious, uh, haughty, holier-than-thou, judgmental attitude. Paul, as Brother Gravely was preaching on unity, and I remember when I talked through the book of Corinthians, uh, boy, it get quiet when you talk about uh, the many times that Paul mentioned about being careful about judging. So you and I need to take that proper perspective. Yes. Yes, I believe firmly in church discipline. Taught on it before. Needs to be done, needs to be practiced. But 20 to 1 times, 20 to 1 times, judgment and judging out of a critical, contentious, haughty spirit is spoken about versus judgment. So we, you and I need to be careful in our judgment. But here in this passage of Scripture, when Jesus was making it known here, you and I need to beware of the wolves, okay? And we, knew, we do need to make righteous judgment. Yes, because by their fruit, ye shall know them. Yes, so you and I can determine whether or not they are false prophets by their fruit. Likewise, you and I are being identified by our fruit. We are epistles known and read of all men. Yes, 
And uh, you and I also are being inspected by this lost world. So you and I need to bear quality, good, appealing, righteous, righteous fruit. So that being said tonight, I'm going to speak a little bit about uh, fruit bearing. And y'all just bear with me during this introduction as we speak about planting. Uh, And I remember whenever I lived in Alabama, it's my first house I ever bought. And so me and my wife, we went literally crazy on our planting. Poor Mariana, this is the honest truth. I am not lying. If I had her plant, no joke, at least 300 trees and plants in our yard. Poor Isaac. I I went through two Husqvarna weed eaters. And uh, we didn't know the whole deal. Uh, I mentioned in our new house in uh, Dalton, I said, uh, Rebecca was saying that we need to get some blueberries. Marianna heard, heard it and she said, please, Mom, no. <laughs> Literally, we had 40 rose bushes. We had uh, probably 60 azaleas. We had pears, peaches, plums, muscadine, figs, go on and on, okay? And anyway, but there's observations I made about fruit, so just bear with me. Now, quality, desirable food, fruit is produced by care. Uh, you know, you hear about that grandma that has a green thumb, okay? Uh, but I will tell you simply this much. Uh, the grandma that does have a green thumb or that housewife that has a green thumb, it seems like everything she plants turns out good. And uh, you and I look at it and, and we say, she just has a green thumb, but I don't have a green thumb. Well, I've learned one simple thing. That was simply somebody that understood the need of her plants and took the time to care for her plants. There's many of a dead plant because of lack of watering, okay? Either either there was too much watering done, not enough watering done. There was too much sun, not enough sun. There was too much fertilizer, not enough fertilizer. And uh, so uh, in plant care, it takes, in planting, it takes care Preparation, yes, sir. and it takes knowledge. Yes, when I worked down in uh, Florida, worked for a style deconstruction, I literally seen Mauricio uh, call in the sod people and plant ac- and lay acres upon acres and acres, acres literally of sod. Just had to get it done, throw it down the ground. Literally all of it uh, died because of them not taking the proper method to lay sod. Like a lay salt, you need to, uh, don't lay it on hard ground, don't lay it on hot ground. You need to water the uh, ground a little bit if necessary. You need to, uh, just, uh, just to grind it up a little bit, lay it down. You need to roll it down. And when it's on the ground, you need to water it. Finally, he had my Guatemalan buddy get out there with the water truck and uh, spend his time on doing it. But I'm just speaking about how that it takes proper care and knowledge to produce fruit. Uh, and, to, and to get plants to grow, to get plants to grow. As we planted that, them things in, uh, in, in our yard, uh, there's been many times I had to plant something and then transplant it and move it back. Either I put it in too much shade uh, or I would uh, either I, I would put it too much sun and it'd die on, die on me. Uh, remember planting up beside our driveway and we couldn't get anything to grow beside our driveway because it had no dirt. 
and it had maple trees. Maple tree would suck the moisture right out of the ground because of their shallow roots. So I'm simply trying to say that it took care and it took knowledge to know how to uh, plant something. It know how to plant something. Speaking about planting here tonight. Speaking about planting. The Bible says, let me run these few verses right quick on uh, planting so that you can get the context. The Bible says in John 15, uh, we heard uh, uh, Jacob preach about a month or two ago on the vine. And he said, John 15, 5 says, I am the vine. <coughs> Ye are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me, ye can do nothing. Verse 8, here is my Father glorified that ye bear much fruit, so shall ye be my disciples. Verse 16, ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain. That whatsoever ye shall ask of the Father in my name, he may give it you. You and I know from these verses here that God has chosen us and ordained us. He has saved us and he has called us <coughs> so that we should go and bring forth fruit. And we learned here that we cannot produce fruit unless, unless we are abiding in him because without Christ, you and I can do nothing. So if you're sitting here under the sound of my voice and you're not saved, you cannot bear fruit. You cannot bear righteous fruit. So God's going to give, uh, God's going to hold us accountable for the amount and the quality of fruit that you and I produce in our lives. Philippians 1.11 says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. Colossians 1.6, which is coming to you, speaking about the gospel, as it is in all the world, and it bringeth forth fruit, as it doth also in you since the day ye heard of it, and you the grace of God and truth. I'm glad that on November 29, 1981, <coughs> I was born again into the family of God. The preacher preaching the word of God and the Holy Spirit took the word of God and shined the spotlight upon my lost sinful condition. And when I, the word of God, the gospel was preached unto me, I received it and it brought forth fruit. It germinated in my heart and in my life. Uh, you cannot have seed germination unless you have water. Uh, uh, Water, a seed, uh, a seed embryo is hard, and the water and heat germinate the seed embryo, and you get a plant. So I'm glad that the gospel light and the Holy Ghost of God, uh, and the preacher, the Holy Ghost of God took the Word of God, and the Holy Ghost of God showed me Jesus Christ, and uh, and. I was born again into the family of God and it brought forth fruit of salvation whereby I could produce fruits of righteousness. Colossians 1.10 says that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful 
and every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. 1 Corinthians 3, 5, I have planted, Paul has watered, but God gave the increase. You and I need to bear fruit. We need to be pleased him by being fruitful. How can I please God? By bearing fruit. Psalms 1, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. Add this to it, and if he doth this, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Right. <laughs> his leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So you and I, if we delight in the law of the Lord, we meditate upon his word. If we allow the word of God and the light of the gospel to penetrate our hearts and our lives, we're going to be like that tree planted by the rivers of waters. And we're going to bring forth fruit. You and I were born again by the word of God. 1 Peter 1.23, being born again, not a corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. And just at that parable of the sower in Luke 8, in uh, Luke chapter number 8, we read the parable of the sower. And Jesus, when he gave his explanation for that parable, as he took a earthly reference and applied it to the sower, he said, Luke 8, 11, now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. We know that Jesus said, those by the wayside are they that hear, did come with the devil and take away the word out of their hearts. They should, they should believe and be saved. saved. But he said in verse 15, but on the good ground are they which in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it, and bring forth fruit with patience. I want to thank God that I had a God planted his seed in his God planted his seed in my heart. And my heart was receptive and ready to receive his word. The word of God has to penetrate a heart. You and I need to prepare our hearts. Preacher was preaching back whenever he's preaching on the Ten Commandments. I was in Alabama, but I listened to it when I was going down the road. Uh, he is preaching on the commandment on Sabbath day, and how that you and I, he is applying it to Sunday, how that you and I need to prepare our hearts. Even on a Saturday night, prepare our hearts. Sunday morning before church service, meditate upon this word. Prepare our hearts. A seed cannot enter into the ground and germinate on top of the ground. And the farmers, they first they got to plow up. If it's virgin soil, they got to plow it up. Then they got to disc it. Then they got to harrow it. They got to get it finer and more loose. And so that that uh, seed can penetrate into the, uh, into the ground and thereby generate. You and I will never be able to, uh, you and I will never be able to bear seed, bring forth fruit, 
unless you and I have a prepared heart ready to receive his word. Young folk here, I challenge you to let God work in your heart. Speaking to my kids, speaking to all kids, pay attention during the church service. Don't be thinking about your buddies and your friends. Don't be passing notes. Uh, allow the word of God to penetrate your heart and your, in your life so that you can be a fruitful Christian. It takes a prepared heart. Seeds got to enter into the ground. I had many a, a tree die all because we didn't break up uh, the bound roots inside the pot. You had to break it up before so that the seeds could, uh, so that the roots could penetrate. Whenever we planted our trees, we had to dig a hole two to three times the size, throw in a little bit of loose uh, dirt so that that uh, roots could spread forth and grab, grab a hole. We, we got to prepare our hearts. Right. You and I need to prepare our hearts. Plants need sunlight to grow. Uh, light is used as an energy for making food. That's what you and I know as that photosynthesis that we learn. Uh, without, without light, without water and carbon dioxide, the plants cannot exist. It's the simplicity of it all. And as I seen my plants grow, I knew the basic necessity of light and water. We had to look and see when, uh, what got morning sun, what got evening sun. We had to measure the light. We've seen how light I'm glad that uh, my family's in this church at this moment. We're members here. There's a lot of light being shined forth through testimonies, through good gospel preaching, and through um, good singing. There's a light that's being shined forth, and, uh, that, uh, and that's necessary for my, my family, for my kids. Glad of it. But in producing a good fruit tree, there's some things that you must have things that uh, that must have because I can tell you what the sign by knowing a good fruit tree I can sure tell you what the sign of a neglected fruit tree many times I got too occupied and I neglect my fruit trees if I look out and I see a misshapen tree with inward facing limbs sucker limbs growing straight up dead limbs and downward facing limbs that's the time I needed to grab the loppers and prune away in order to open the interior so that uh, proper pollination and easy picking and so they can incite the growth. So uh, you and I need to prune away at our lives, get rid of limbs that would inhibit uh, proper growth in our lives, Hebrews 12.1, wherefore seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight and the sin with us so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Ephesians 4.31 <coughs> Let all <coughs> bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You and I need to grab out them spiritual loppers and just prune away at the tree. Uh, prune away. Not only if a sign of a neglected tree, it's an unpruned tree, but also a sign of a neglected tree, it's a tree with fungus-covered limbs. 
Limbs and trunk pockmarked with insect-eating holes, covered with worm-eating, rot-covered, disease-ridden fruit. You and I need to realize that them thoughts of jealousy, envy, pride, bitterness, self-pity, worry, and so on, can eat away at the very life of any Christian. When, when fungus starts on one tree, the wind is going to pick it up and carry it on to the next tree. I've had more than one tree die on me because pretty trees, ornamental trees die because I did not take the time to spray it. And uh, next thing you know, the fungus, the same fungus will be on the tree right there beside it. Uh, just eating away at the, the canker, uh, the Paul said, and their word will eat it at the canker of whom is Hymenius and Philetus, who concern the truth of heirs, saying that the resurrection passed already. And they overthrow the faith of some. So you and I need to uh, have a regular scheduled spiritual springtime uh, and uh, bathe ourselves in spiritual whatever, insecticide, fungicide, the word of God. And uh, repent of all of our evil thoughts. And uh, the Bible says, uh, James 2, 4, Are you not then partialing yourselves and are become judges of evil thoughts? 2 Corinthians 10, 5, Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God. And bringing in captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. Them thoughts can penetrate, and next thing you know, uh, that that uh, I had uh, had a nice, pretty pink, pink dogwood uh, just sat there within one season, fungus, and it looked good on the outside, but when the leaves when the leaves died on it, it died within a matter of a month or two, all because of that fungus. Uh, and them evil thoughts can, in our imaginations, can destroy our fruit-producing capability. So you and I need to realize we need to do some pruning. We need to do some thinning. Uh, we'd have the Mexican crews come in in Alabama on our peach trees. First, they'd do some uh, pruning. Uh, and then when the peach trees started with the uh, peaches, they had to thin the peaches if they wanted large-sized peaches because the peach tree... Apple, all of all the fruit trees, just be nothing but small fruit. Had to come in there and they had to thin away the fruit so that they could have some nice large uh, peaches. We got to do some pruning. We got to do some thinning in our lives. We got to do some fertilizing in our lives. Uh, you and I need to graft ourselves. Uh, thank God your members here. You're here tonight at the church, and uh, and you and I. We know that we're part of the vine, Jesus Christ. Uh, he's the vine, we are the branches. We know that we've been birthed into the family of God. We've been grafted in as Gentiles. You and I need to graft all uh, apple trees bought at Lowe's or at, or at any of the nurseries. All of them are, are grafts that have been grafted into a good hardy wood, woodstock. And... Uh, you and I need to uh, graft ourselves in, get more and more set, more and more settled. You can never attend church enough. Brother Gravity said it, I'll say it. You can never attend church enough. Uh, you can never read your Bible enough. You can never get too godly enough. 
Uh, you can never pray enough. You and, I, you and I need to realize the fact that bearing fruit is the Holy Ghost of God, the Spirit of life, the light, Holy Ghost of God, that seed, that water, the Word of God, allow it to saturate our roots. And we need to uh, draw energy from the Spirit of God. Don't, do not quench them. Do not grieve the Holy Ghost of God. Allow Him to bear fruit in our lives. After all, it's His fruit anyway, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace. Uh, and that's, that's the evidence of the Holy Ghost working in and through us. So tonight, you and I need to bear fruit. And we need to realize the simplicity of it all. The simplicity of it all. Let me see. Uh, you and I need to prune. We need to thin away the fruit. We need to be planted in good, fertile soil. We need to fertilize, provide sufficient water in our lives to work, bathe ourselves in and draw nutrient from the Word of God. So I challenge you, just as we should consider the ant, consider the plants, how they grow, and how they take only carbon dioxide, water, and sun. And they grow. And any of them is deprived, they will not flourish. Without the Holy Spirit, without God, without the Holy Spirit, without the Word of God, you and I will shrivel up and die spiritually. <laughs>